toxic people having a mess. <laughs> hey, you're, I'm driving. <laughs> you, Rain, you're Jamie. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the Let Me Call You Back podcast. This comedy podcast features Declan Brooks, my brother, and an aspiring stand-up comedian on our weekly phone calls. We talk daily happenings of life, ludicrous news, and comical interactions with others while out and about in the world. Please enjoy. Alrighty then, we are back. We're back. Am I recording? Oh yeah, I'm recording. There we go. Are you recording? Yeah, you are. <laughs> Listen, you can't say we're back and then go, am I recording? <laughs> Dude, um, we haven't recorded in a while. I know. It's been a little bit. We've been going through some shit lately. We have not been the healthiest. <laughs> I've been in my super, I've been going super gremlin super spreader. Oh my gosh. No, you haven't, have you? I've been trying to be that super gremlin super spreader. I mean, I cough in people's faces on purpose. You cough in their faces, yeah. Right in their shit. I cough in their cup of coffee. <laughs> but yeah, what what's going on recently? Anything anything special? You've been working a bunch? Um, yeah, it's been like a busy three weeks. I uh uh the past three weeks, you guys have gotten obviously the episode that we get out, but we haven't recorded since a couple days before Thanksgiving, so it's been a pretty busy past three weeks. Um, today is, say the 11th? Uh, it is the, yes, December 11th. All right, we haven't recorded anything since November 22nd, so today is the 11th. It's been a pretty eventful past three weeks. Um, to surmise it pretty quick, uh, you know, we had Thanksgiving. I was home for Thanksgiving that week, so I got to do some Philadelphia comedy. And then right after that, um, I ended up spending the past two weeks up in New York and North Jersey for work. So Yeah, well, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving was, that was pretty fun. That was one of, the, one of the best Thanksgivings I've had in a while. Well, in between just our family or like between like the Friendsgivings and everything? No, just in general. I thought it was relaxing. It was chill. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was like an, a very adult Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, you know, this year, Papa Bear, our father, gave in and let us uh, do the cooking and organizing. I swear, as we get older, like, you know, you think your parents want to be in charge of everything, but at one point or another, they don't. So, like, yeah. I uh, I laughed. You know, our, our mother kept on saying, you know, like, oh, he's uh, in the mood to let me try some new things. I'm doing something different with the, I don't know, I don't know what she was doing something different with. Like, sweet potatoes or some bullshit. Yeah. I'm doing something different than the sweet potatoes this year. Like, oh, is he not going to hit you this time? Is that what it is? No. Um, no, like, I laughed. When... He doesn't hit her. <laughs> <laughs> my dad has never hit my mother. Um, but, like, On the record. When you when you hear things like uh, "I'm trying something new," your dad said it was okay. It sounds like if I do something wrong, he's gonna punch me in the back of the head. Yeah. So, I uh, no, it's just our father is a very Irish, set in his ways man, and he likes his food a certain way. Um, all over him and inside of him. So, lots of blandness, lots of you know, salt and pe- too much salt and pepper, like. <laughs> He's the type of person, I have it all the time. You bring food to, like at the bar I work at, bring food to somebody, and they ask for salt and pepper without even trying it. 
or they put salt and pepper on it without even trying it first. That's crazy it's like, shit. You may have just ruined this. And then yeah. they do, oh man, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe you just suck, sir. So, yeah. He let us do some different things this year. The one thing he let us do, obviously, is fry a turkey. So we are a typical cornbread white people. Um, we cook our turkeys very simply and basic. But I, however, have made the upgrades. Me, as, me and Raymond have both made the upgrades to a, a finer class of trashy fat white kid. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we wanted to bring what we thought would be enjoyable to our family. So we brought fried turkeys to the house. I brought, it's funny, he bought one turkey. And he's like, oh, yeah, we can do that. And, like, the day before, like, maybe a day before that, like, maybe a day, maybe two days before Thanksgiving, he's like, I bought another turkey so you can fry, too. Hasn't had the first turkey yet. Wants to fry a second one before he even knows, because deep down he knows it's going to be the best turkey he's ever had. I didn't get that either. I was like, why did we have, we had, like, no people at the dinner, and we had two turkeys. Um, all I know is I took a lot of turkey home. I think they did that so we could take some turkey home, to be honest with you. True. We did divvy it up but pretty well. Which, dude, I, yeah, I took some turkey home. I also, um, this is some yuppie shit, but maybe it's not, you know, maybe, maybe make, <laughs> maybe making stock and broth is not yuppie shit. I'm it's not, not sure. It's yuppie, maybe. dude. That's the opposite of yuppie. I <laughs> made a bunch of broth out of the two turkey carcasses. Really? Oh, dude, Raymond is so good. Bone broth is just one of my favorite things. And, uh. Making it with the turkey from Thanksgiving is one of my favorite things, too. So, like, I took both the carcasses, I put them in a, an Instapot, and I cooked them down into a broth. And then I, I froze half of it and kept that mason jar full of it for my weeks of work. Because there's nothing better than a warm cup of bone broth in the morning. I, I can't, I, really, there's something different about it. I can't tell you what it is. You just drink a glass of broth? I mean, yeah. I mean, you <laughs> ass, like a mug. Like, I, like think of, like... A serving you would give yourself a cup of tea i mean just the the little bit of, of the the just the broth the warmth it's like drinking a cup of coffee or tea but there's a little bit of a difference to it i i uh this is becoming less to... and less yuppie as you go on <laughs> you, you mean it's more yuppie. Yuppie? no this is the opposite i thought i was getting more yuppie like oh yeah there's a certain je ne sais quoi when it comes to the the broth as it enters my pussy no. um I, it's good. It's just good shit. I mean, I I definitely like appreciate a warm dude. It's also like you know when you don't want to have something in your stomach and heavy. Like yeah. I don't know about like that warmth and as well as like you know there's fat like it's the fat from the bones and everything. You know it's got a lot of flute fr flute. <laughs> it's got a bunch of flavor and nutrients in it that grinds really me up and gets me going. What were you gonna say? <laughs> it's got a lot of what in it? Flute. <laughs> flavor flavored food <laughs> i don't know somehow i got off track there but yeah made some bone broth from it yeah it came out phenomenal i still have some in my freezer yeah you know like that was fun but like the week of thanksgiving which is a fun week for me in general i uh was home from work you know i, I didn't have to travel all over the place um tuesday night I went into the city in Philly and I went and did an open mic over at two street bar or pub. I forget what it is. It's at second and read. It's a really cool place. If you're doing comedy in Philadelphia, Tuesday nights, 10 o'clock. It's like the mic after the grape room or the mic after the helium's mic. I don't really know how it breaks out, but it's a really fun room. 
it's a busy room. I mean, you could have anywhere between uh, 15 to 30 people, depending on how the night's going. I was there on a pouring rain night, and I mean, there was easily... you're saying? Yeah, All performers. Right. And what's, so, what's the crowd like there? It's a small very, place. Very Philly. And honestly, the, the bar is a dive. So, like, it's very, very, like, comfortable, you know? It's not any certain type of people. Think about um, the people that live and hang out in the neighborhood in South Philly. Like, yeah. you have those types of people, but then you also have the... It's like, yo, you get any hoogies? <laughs> yeah. Do you bring any you hoogies? Got- the drinking high lifes. Let me call um, Donna. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, uh, it's a crowd like that. But then also remember, like, there's those crowds of people that buy the the flipped houses in South Philly, and they probably are the first people that people get when they think about gentrification. Yeah, uh, they're the ones gentrifying. Yeah, they're the gentrifiers. I've heard of colonizers, and I've heard of gentrifiers. These are gentrifiers. <laughs> there's a couple of those types of people there. People with mullets that don't make sense. Like, man, that's something that pisses me off right now, by the way. People that are <laughs> getting mullets just because. Yeah. You know, man, you only wear that if, like, you have a problem with, like, taking a shower regularly and, like, Dude. you know, if you work on a nine-to-five job that requires you to lift more than 50 pounds a day. True. You can't have a mullet and yeah. put in your, is in your, your nose rings. That's like our electrician friend. You know what I'm talking Dude, that, about. <laughs> I, I saw it cracks me up. Like he definitely doesn't wear any of this stuff until after he gets off work. He's definitely an accountant at the day that doesn't look like <laughs> Yeah. Like man, you know, maybe pick your own identity. Maybe not pick a bunch of different ones. Um Got you all grinded up. <laughs> Sounds grinds, like you want a mullet, dude. It really grinds my gears. I've been I think I've been wanting a mullet. I gotta be honest with you. Dude, I, I almost, would look like a fucking crazy person with a mullet. Dude, you know how many people have told me I would look good with a mullet? As well as <laughs> I had cut a, 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 a you, remember, you know how I do stripers fishing in the, in the spring and there's always the tournaments I get into? <laughs> the yeah. one tournament, I cut myself a mohawk. Like, I gave myself a mohawk. Yeah. And Christina was like, I almost like the mullet look on you. And I'm like, Christina, I can't do this. <laughs> You're like, first off, it's not a mullet. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Second, I can't make this turn in my life. I've already got things working against me. If I give myself a mullet, you know, we're really, really, really going to fall off the edge. Of this point. Yeah, it's a slippery slope. Dude, it's a slippery slope. And I'm wearing Crocs in the mud. <laughs> four wheel? I'm locked in four wheel. I'm still <laughs> spinning tires. I'm down here <laughs> trying to shit my pants. Hopefully that'll add a little grit. It's not working. <laughs> yeah, I, uh. I don't know. Maybe I'll get a mullet someday. You know, I'm about to be a dad. Maybe I'll grow one of those like '80s mullets. Like, yeah, that'd be sweet. Like a long Chuck Norris mullet. No, not a Chuck Norris. Yeah. Your Richard, like a Richard, like Soul Glow mullet. I'm talking about Jerry Curl. I'm talking about, <laughs> talking about some. Type You're gonna mullet. get a perm. I'm thinking about it, dude. I'm talking about, talking about growing this bad boy out, looking like you know, I may or may not be the dad or the mom. <laughs> Soul glow mullet. Oh my god, this is amazing. Like Prince. Yeah, think about a prince, but I'm more like a prince's pants. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. Like, I guess I would. I think I would look luscious. Yeah. I think I'd look like a Greek god. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I don't think I could pull that off. I just, I just got a mohawk fade. 
You looking Actually, right, Cody? Yeah, dude. You looking, looking right? She piped me up, dude. All right, so the week of Thanksgiving, I go to that mic. I and like, you're already like thinking it's the week of Thanksgiving. You're in a comedy scene, so you hope you see someone cool, maybe like some local favorites, some popular people. I uh, pull up to, uh, you know, the bar, and we're hanging out out front. And I was hanging out, you know, smoking with a couple of the guys out front. And I start talking to this guy, this really nice guy. He's got a suitcase, and his voice sounds familiar, and he seems like a very comfortable person. So I'm sitting there talking to him. And uh, he tells me his name is Lee, and I didn't even put two and two together. So we're sitting there just hanging out, and he's, like, talking to me like a, a completely normal person, not like a stranger, super welcoming, super calm, very comfortable. And a guy walks up to him and goes, dude, you're Lee, right? And he goes, yeah, he's like, I'm a huge fan. And uh, that's when it started to click to me. I'm like, wait a minute. Lee, what's your last name? He's like, Syed. I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? So It's insane. For- for people that don't know who so, Lee Syatt, I can I have a little backstory on him. Lee was the producer of a show called The Church of What's Happening Now, which was a show hosted by Joey Diaz, a pretty prominent comedian, also an actor. He, one of his first films, he was actually the referee in basketball. Oh, I know. And he, which I didn't realize until years and years later. Yeah. But um, he was in a lot of movies. He was in like Spider Man Two, Longest Yard. He was the big fat Spanish dude in the longest yard. The best way you can can uh, explain him, he's the guy that looks like an Italian goomba that they hired to Sopranos to look like an Italian goomba. Yeah, yeah, but he's actually a Cuban, which is kind of funny. Yeah, I know. But he's, he's from a... North Bergen, New Jersey, actually. <laughs> yes. So he grew up in that area and grew up in the Hoboken area. He's got that very like New Yorkish, uh, North Jersey demeanor to him. He's the guy in the longest yard that's like, hey, yeah, you cocksuckers. Like, yeah. <laughs> he, he sounds like that. I mean, if you um, if you ever watch Church What's Happening, his, uh, his like, opening line is, good morning, you cocksuckers. <laughs> like, um, but, yeah, that was a really, really, really big podcast. Yeah, for a long time. I mean, for podcasting, I mean, what got us into this and what got me into it 100%, I know that. I listened to Joe Rogan first, and then I listened to Joe Diaz because he's on Rogan. Joe Rogan had Joe Diaz on there. Yeah. Joe, they both, so it went Joe Rogan and Church of What's Happening. And then those two podcasts were talking about Legion of Skanks, Kill Tony, and (laughs) Bill Burr a lot. So I started listening to those shows based off of hearing of those things on those shows. And yeah. Those shows ended up replacing the other shows in a lot of ways. Like, but, but back to Lee. Lee was the producer of the show. Joey had him on basically as like the guy he ranted to. Yeah. And a Lee. lot of the episodes were Joey just dosing Lee with large amounts of edibles. Yeah. As Lee like, just giggled and giggled and giggled. So funny. Hey, hey Lee, take this. Well, how strong is it, Joey? Don't worry about it, cocksucker. It'll put hair on your nuts. Like, <laughs> That's like how it would go. And he'd be like, okay. And then they'd, he'd give him some drugs and like a half hour, 40 minutes in. He's like, Joey, I don't feel good. He's like, stop being a pussy, Lee. <laughs> like, uh, oh man, the, the Star Spangled, like the, the Pledge of Allegiance episode. 
where he's like, it off the top of my head. Oh man, dude, it's one of the best. Where he like says the Pledge of Allegiance while he's cursing. He's, <laughs> it's like the Fourth of July episode. It's one of the most. It's like one of the best episodes. He's like, and if you cocksuckers stay black, motherfuckers, he's like screaming. <laughs> he's like, you think you're gonna come to America and mess with this freedom? You got another fucking thing coming. To- <laughs> But yeah, so you were hanging out with Lee out front of the bar. You so you were yep. like, what were you doing? You were just standing. There. We're smoking and hanging out. Yeah. And uh, smoking weed. Smoking droogs. Smoking doinks. Big doinks. Smoking big cats. Yeah. Phalanges. By the way, shout out to Lee Syed here, man. You know, he's been on a weight loss journey. He's lost well over a hundred pounds. Um, he was kind of a thicker, bigger guy when he was on the podcast, and he's. Been doing his own thing and made his yeah, own career good. that stuff and he's lost a lot of weight. My friend is looking Svel. He's rocking the far hard jacket. Um and uh he he his exact words were um yeah, you know, I'm I'm on a show with Joey tomorrow for Thanksgiving. And he told me to go down to South Philly and find an open mic and work on some dirty shit. Yeah. So that's that's what his instructions were from Joey. So, so how did it go though the conversation? Oh, it was so cool. I mean, we're sitting there talking. He's super friendly, super down to earth. And when I realized who it was, I'm like, "Hey, so, dude, my little brother and me are huge fans. He's gonna be so excited when I tell him that I was talking to you." He's like, "Well, how about you call him right now and I'll say hi to him." So, dude, Lee Syatt, me out, man. Yeah, Lee Syatt is like, call your brother right now. I'll talk to him. So I call my brother. He answers the phone, and Lee Syatt goes. I mean, did I even introduce you at first? I was like, hey, no. Raymond. He was just like, this is um, Lee. And I was like, dude. And I just knew immediately. And he was just like, like a normal what? guy. And we just like, just asking about what's going on for Thanksgiving, what we're doing with our families and shit. Literally, he was talking to you like one of our uncles. He's like, how you doing, kid? You, you've, been, <laughs> you've been good. You've been staying in school, doing all your homework. It was like, like surreal, honestly. He was just like a normal dude. He was so down to earth. Yeah. And, uh, I, what did he say? I think he's like a. You were talking oh, about doing comedy, and I was like, "Yeah, I haven't. I've never actually done it. I, I help write jokes with my brother, but he's like, we got to get you up.'" And I was like, "I don't know, man." <laughs> he's like, "Why aren't you out here right now?" He's guy like, live in Baltimore. He's like, "You live in Baltimore? What the hell?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he was super cool, and then he was like, "Well, hey man, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you have a good weekend and pleasure to meet you." Yeah. Like my the thing that made me laugh the most, like. It was like he had an actual conversation with you, which was so cool. And yeah. I, dude, I to do that. He was like, "Call your brother right now. I'm sure it'll make his night." I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> then he does that. We're all hanging out, coolest dude in the world. People are like offering him drugs and edibles the whole time. He's like, "Listen, man, I very much appreciate it, but you have to realize my best friend's Joey Diaz, and <laughs> I'm about to go to the Parks Casino." Like, dude, so they were doing the show at Parks Casino. He's like, "He's, I know that." Joey has like hundreds of milligrams of edibles that he's going to force me to take tomorrow. So I'm good. <laughs> he said he hadn't been taking many at all recently either, right? Like yeah, he said he wasn't taking that much. Yeah. His tolerance is pretty low. But yeah, dude, such a cool dude. I hope oh, we can meet him again. Me too. And the really cool, so that was a cool thing. He's up in Worcester, Mass. So he, Worcester. um, Worcester, Mass. And he, Gave me the links and the heads ups on where to go and where to check for mics from up in there. But uh, the other thing me and him talked about is he was like, yeah, I'm coming down here to go to this and that place to get cookies down in, uh, 
he's talking about going down to you know Angelo's and getting a cheesesteak and a pizza, and then he's talking about getting uh, cookies from one of the places down there. And I forget what pla- place he was saying, but I was like, yeah, man, what kind of cookies are you getting there? He's like, oh, pressed cookies and chocolate chip. I'm like, all right, cool. Listen, fuck that. Go to Sarcones. <laughs> like, I pulled yeah. some real. Ga- like, yeah, nah, fuck. <laughs> I don't want to go down to here. He pulled some real guinea shit. Is that what you said? Go down here, um, get your cookies and this shit there. And then when you get when you get out of there, walk across the street. There's this place there. You get there. They got a house pepperoni. He's like, listen, fuck that guy. Those cookies, garbage. (laughs) No, fuck that cocksucker. I know he's dead. Fucking loser. Um, no, he, he. I was like, do you know what that section of Philadelphia is called? He's like, no. I'm like, it's called the Italian Market. So. Yeah. He's a guy didn't know. like yeah when you go down there Ninth Street I'm gonna recommend you park at a CVS that's on the street where Angelo's <laughs> no parking so funny. I was like park at the CVS you can walk up to Angelo's and put your order in then you can walk down to Sarcones it's on the same block and then you walk across Washington or down the down the way and you'll see Bruno's so I was like go to the Bruno's get some cheese and specifically get a pound of their house mini pepperonis oh shit forgot about this stuff yeah so i gave him this full heads up i go on his instagram story the next day and he's like hey we're doing a tour in philadelphia today i'm down here for you know some comedy with joey we're gonna go see him later but now we're gonna go down to angelo's for lunch and then go check out a part of the city called the italian market like so he goes into you know the night before he had no clue what it was called and Today he's giving this tour of the attack market. <laughs> he's hip to it now. <laughs> That's funny. Hip to it now. And uh I'm not saying it was me or anything. <laughs> yeah. But I I know for a fact I'm the one that taught Lee Syatt what the Italian market was. So um That's it was cool. cool. I saw him I saw him go through the entire Italian market all day and post pictures and videos and stuff. And I was pretty like like excited to know that like he probably was only going down there for angelo's and i probably sparked his like tour of the italian market today yeah so that was my experience with me that was my thanksgiving like before that was pre-thanksgiving obviously we went down to baltimore fried up some turkeys balmer that's what they say here some jobs. no balmer balmer and then we just proceeded to be deathly sick for the rest of the weekend <laughs> yeah yeah, we both got, um, we both got some type of flu, obviously, because we were just like smoking weed consistently as we were frying those turkeys together. Some would say we were more fried than the turkeys. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the lawn, right out front. Right out front, flames are cruising. Flames are cruising. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Man, I want to talk about how I just got an update. On my fantasy, that Savage Perrine scored a touchdown. Fuck you, Joe Mixon, you dirty cocksucker. I didn't have any faith in you to begin with. I don't know who that is. Yeah, exactly. They're Cleveland. They're fucking Cleveland. Bengals. Cincinnati. Cincinnati Bengals uh, running backs. Yeah, that was my thanks. That my pre-Thanksgiving experience in yes. Philly for comedy. I also got to talk to Lemare that night, which is, you know, shout out to Lemare Lee in Philly. I am a big fan of his, obviously. Like, I'm a big fan of all the Philly guys. Like, you know, obviously Butterly, um, Mike Rainey, Lemare Lee, Sean Gardini, Gardini. Um, 
Pete Eckenroth, who isn't like from the podcast, but he's a guy I've made friends with, has been really helpful to me. Uh, as well as like I'm fans of all of the Philly guys, like Brian Six, Ryan Shaner, you know, Sid the yeah. Kid. Those guys are fucking hilarious. So, you know, all of these people are very, very welcoming and friendly and cool people. So I haven't had a bad experience yet, honestly. And one of the coolest moments on the the Thanksgiving week mics was uh the mayor came up to me and goes, Are you Declan? And I was Dude, like, he Yeah, approached why? you. Holy shit. He approached me because we're out front like smoking and he was like looking at me and he's like, uh, are you Declan? I'm like, yeah. And like unbeknownst to you guys, this is the full story. I've been traveling obviously with the comedy. And when I came back to Philly, my friend had done a podcast with Pete Eckenroth and obviously Lemaire. And I didn't expect Lemaire to answer me, but I still gave it a shot. I'm one of those people that will hit people up in the comedy scene just to get answers and ask, ask questions shamelessly. So advice and whatnot. Yeah. Advice and ask questions. So like I hit up Pete, Pete answered, but I hit up Lemare at the same time. And Lemare looked at the message and left me on red. But what I said to him was, Hey man, I'm new to the comedy scene. I've been doing it up in Connecticut like crazy. I met one of the guys you did a podcast with. His name is Alex. He told me to hit you and Pete up. I already hit Pete up as well, but I just wanted to see if you had any advice for the Philly scene, where to go, what to do, et cetera. He didn't answer me. And let's say about 20 open mics later, I'm in things. Um, it's like maybe let's let's say it's about 20 open mics, maybe a little less. I'm in Philly after like being away for three and a half weeks. I've already met him once, like very briefly in a bar, but didn't really talk to him. He just keeps seeing me show up and do my he was, comedy. He was also at the tomato open mic, right? Exactly. Yeah. He's at the tomato open mic. He's actually the first one I walked into the party. He was like, is that Fred Flintstone? I'm like, you're damn right. <laughs> oh, shit. Full circle. He comes up to me outside and he goes, are you Declan? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm so sorry I didn't answer you. So, like, this is after I've done my set for the night. I'm outside just hanging out, supporting comedy. Not like him coming over like, you're so funny. Like, that wasn't what it, it was. He's like, he literally was like, oh, dude, you're really funny. And it's awesome to see how hard you're working. He's like, but I, he's like, I'm so sorry I didn't answer you, you know. I usually answer everybody. I don't know why I didn't answer you. That's the first time I've never answered anybody. So I feel really bad. My exact answer was like, Hey man, I mean, I really appreciate that, but obviously you see it hasn't held me back. We're standing in the same place right now. Yeah. We, he was really cool. Super friendly. We were all hanging out. Um, same type of humor as us. Like he's just, <laughs> he's just a goofball, which is like one of my favorite parts about the guy. He said he's a goofball. Yeah, he's just a goofball. Yeah. Uh, we were all just like, you know, when like we're sitting here and just having those, like he's a, he's great at podcasting because he's one of those guys that naturally in life is standing there. He's just like, dude, that's kind of like if it was like this or that and makes the story <laughs> funny about that specific situation. Yeah. So we had a fucking cool night. That was a cool night. Cool night in Philly. It's, you're just like running into people now left and right. That's amazing. I know, man. And like, I'm utilizing the opportunity as well as I can as possible. So like, following week i find out i have to go to new york we're both sick all weekend i feel like absolute dog shit but i have to go to like north jersey 30 minutes away from the city and i i cannot find an excuse not to go do comedy as well as i'm never near the city on a monday night and the one of the things that is going on in the monday night in new york city is legion of skanks i'm a huge legion of skanks fan 
love fucking you know everybody's like a fan of the show because of just big j but it's everybody for me like it's the most expensive po- or the, i'm sorry the most offensive podcast it's it's a perfect podcast i mean it's it's written well and it's not written at all it's all off the hand but it's it's set up well they have a good operation going and when you're listening to this podcast it feels like this big room full of people like they're standing on a stage and performing just like Tony's. it's live right yeah it's live, but Monday night I get there, I'm by myself. They're sold out like three to four weeks in advance online for the reserve $10 tickets. What you can do is you can go in and put yourself on a wait list and they'll try and get you in if it's not a busy night. So I went there and they got me in. I was hanging out. So I, Big J's out front smoking a blunt. Um, and I didn't want to be that guy to like fangirl because people were literally doing that. They were like showing up to him and saying hi, and then he was passing them a blunt and they were hanging out. He's got to hate that, dude. Also, I was sickish. So, like, I didn't really feel good. So, I'm just hanging out and uh, I, um, you know, just kind of hung out in the shadows. So that's the best way I can put it. I kind of just like didn't, I was like, I was like, I see that's Big J. I'm going to go in and have a drink, relax, and then go watch the show. So I go watch the show. It was awesome. I got to sit in the back corner and it cracks me up because I'm at fucking, if you go on anything on the internet and type in Legion of Skanks, just looking for a review of information, people will claim that it's a right wing, overly conservative, hateful uh, podcast. And that's not what it is at all. It's literally like the most open, available, comedy centric podcast I've ever seen and been to. I mean, the idea is for the episode to be funny. No one's safe. They make fun. They make fun of everybody. It's meant to be that nobody has any up up on anybody. They actually uh, do a funny job. Like, you know, it, maybe the, the wrong thing is, is that they bring up race as a subject, but dude, it makes this shit so goddamn funny. Yeah. So like, they have Bobby Kelly there, which is awesome. Great fucking show, Bobby Kelly. They they did a fucking episode. Bobby Kelly just lost a bunch of weight. And he was like in the 300s at one point. And they played a game where is it heavier than Bobby Kelly? <laughs> yeah. They had a, a PowerPoint on the screen, a picture of fat Bobby Kelly, like a picture of the that Bobby Kelly asking Bobby, how much do you think you weighed in this picture? He tells them, and then they bring up a picture of like, let's say a baby elephant. <laughs> Two-door refrigerator. Yeah. Um, a st- one they brought up a picture of one of their studios or something like that. Um, That's funny. Nine first graders. <laughs> it, and the fucked up part was, is he was only lighter than one of the things. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, they, they were just trashing him. <laughs> like, That's funny. It was so funny. It was a very good episode. And meanwhile, the whole time I'm sitting there, and you want to talk about, like, you know, people think this is a room full of just, like, Nazi racist assholes. I'm sitting there next to these two guys and they're super friendly. You know, the whole, the whole group is smoking weed the whole time on the stage, but nobody in the, in the stands, like in the seats are like, if anything, there are people are ripping pens, but they're not smoking weed in the audience. So, um, the kid next to me, he's got two weed pens and he's like, Oh man, where are you from? You're from around here. I'm like, no, it's my first time ever being a skanks. And he's like, Oh, this is awesome, dude. Good for you. He's like, do you smoke? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I'm hitting his pen and we're hanging out. And uh, 
not thinking anything of it. It's him and his buddy there, and they both look like, honestly, same age as me. They're both wearing baseball caps. They sound like bros. They, like, sound normal as shit. And we're all having a blast. We're all, like, sharing and smoking and hanging out. They're drinking beers. They're, like, they're straight up putting on a clinic. I'm I'm sitting there drinking a couple beers and relaxing. These guys are hammering through beers. The other reason why I wasn't drinking like that is it was $8 beers. So Damn. Yeah, fuck all that noise. Wait, actually, no, that's not that bad. What kind of beer are we talking? Uh, hams. Oh, okay. Uh, that's that's crazy. If it's like, like an IPA or something or something like, like a lager. Like, yeah, no, it was cheap beers. Like Angry Orchard was eight bucks a draft. I hear them talking to each other. And mind you, again, this is where I'm setting the scene. You know, this is supposed to be a super right-wing podcast. All these audience members are probably conservative white assholes is what. If you go on any article website that talks about them that's what they'll say about the audience the two guys sitting next to me go man i'm having a lot of fun you want to get out of here or something he's like and the other one goes yeah he's like well, what do you want to do and the other one goes well i say we close our checks and then we go to another bar probably drink about eight or nine more of these each and then we'll go home play video games jerk off and go to bed and the other guy goes yeah that sounds like a plan <laughs> Straight face, <laughs> like Straight it was face. normal. <laughs> like they that like that's their normal plan. The other guy's like, oh man, yeah, it's sweet. that sounds sweet. Let's do it. <laughs> um, and then at first, like maybe he was just joking, but then the other guy like goes to close his tab, and the, and the one guy goes, no, 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 I I got it. I'll take care of your dad. Don't worry about it. And hands his card. So like he pulled like the fucking no, babe, I got it, babe. <laughs> but with great. his boy. So yeah. I, you know, I've been around plenty of gay people. I've never been around straight gay people. It was pretty weird. <laughs> what do you mean, dude? These were straight gays. They were like me, but they were gay. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. These colors don't run, Raymond. You can't they tell don't if somebody's gay based on what they look or sound like. Raymond, these were straight gays. All right. I'm talking the type of person. I'm not talking about what they look like. All right. That's, that's not what we're talking about here, man. <laughs> I'm talking about these were gays that that were like me in every single way. <laughs> I would have never known. Also, I was smoking off of their pen the whole time, and most likely they took turns sucking each other's dicks. Oh, damn. That's what I'm saying, man. So me. You were they sucking, sucking dick to the second degree, basically. I'm one degree of separation from sucking wieners, okay? Yeah. I'm worried. <laughs> second degree dick sucking. I'm a third degree cocksucker. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm actually a third degree. I just got my brown belt. Oh man, I actually just got my brown knight third degree cocksucker. <laughs> um so in the middle of all this, I stepped out to bum a cigarette with somebody, and there was another kid outside smoking and he goes oh you having a good time he's got like a southern accent and uh, <laughs> why, I'm like, are they, yeah, why are southern people just attracted to speaking with you it seems like you're always talking to like some some hick ass person they must look at me and go yeah he don't look like a city folk yeah you know what i mean yeah he looks like he's probably one of them there guys that uses the same type of toothpaste as me so uh copenhagen mint cope mint yeah He's like, you having a good time? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm having a blast. This shit's hilarious. You ever been here before? He's like, no, man, I'm from Tennessee. I work in the, he, 
look, long story short, I met this kid named Jared, super cool dude. Um, we actually ended up hanging out doing comedy this week and uh, this, this week that I was there. So uh, I ended up recording a conversation I had with him after doing all the comedy because he's a new mic or two. He's like 10 to 12 open mics in. He's been doing it about three to four months. I have like the same story, but I've done a lot more quantity of mics. Um, and he's from Tennessee and he works in the grip union. He's a fucking stagehand. Interesting. He's 27 or 28. He's been doing it since he was 19. Yeah. So he's, he's a Memphis stagehand that travels. And like one of the things he's really good at is, uh, I don't want to say the company he works for, but, uh, Schmolgate tooth chased. Um, <laughs> he, I think that's what he said. He is like a pro at building certain types of displays. And like anytime a certain type of company is doing their displays, he's the one doing it. So he's the shit. We realized halfway through the conversation we're having up front that, oh, this is fun as shit. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you're here for Mark Norman, right? I'm like, no, I'm here for Legion of Skanks. He's like, shit, man. I'm I'm downstairs watching Mark Norman. This cocksucker is funny. Like, <laughs> mind you, this guy's got a big, like, a, he's got an accent and a voice, like a big guy, but he's five foot three. <laughs> yeah. Cracking me up. We were talking about comedy. He said he was getting into open mic comedy and everything. This and that. I said, well, dude, what's your Instagram? I'll follow you. And then I'm going to be doing comedy this week. So I'll hit you up. So hit him up the next day. I'm like, hey, you want to go out and do some comedy? And he's like, yeah, sure. And I ended up picking him up. We went out and did some open mic comedy. He was a cool dude. We both got a set in New York and uh, um, ended up doing a recording afterwards. Just kind of doing the same thing. Talking about, you know, how we got into this, what we've been doing, what's our most recent experience, how our night, our, how our night went. So um, that'll be a Thursday episode eventually here. I'm going to start doing Tales from the Road. Hey, if you listen to this podcast and I'm in your town, for instance, I'm going to be in Portland, Maine here soon. Uh, if you hear this while I'm there, feel free to reach out to me. If we're doing open mics together, you know, I'm down to hear about what you've been doing, what you've been experiencing, how long you've been doing it. Yeah. You know, when you told your dad you were gay and shit, I'm about it. We'll talk <laughs> about it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's going to be the, that's going to be one of our tales from the road on Thursdays. It's probably going to be one of the things that comes probably like semi-weekly, maybe monthly, but Jared's going to be the first episode. And we had a fun first night in the city together doing comedy because I did Mike. I did a mic the night before. I went to the Legion of Skanks. I did a set at the stand um, for open mic at five o'clock. Um, That's where it's at, right? The the stand in New York City. The stand. That is where they do the show for Legion of Skanks. It's actually, if you look at their logo online, it's just a picture of Dane Cook in a silhouette. Oh, okay. I've seen this before. It's the bar and comedy club where Dane Cook got famous or popular or something like that. So what's that neighborhood? Lower East Side. Oh yeah. Tuesday we went to the Black Cat Lower East Side. Um that is a cool little coffee shop. And it's you know, one of the top five coffee shops in the city, apparently. Really? Yeah, for like coziest and atmosphere. And then uh right next door to that, which I didn't know I was going there. I did it by accident. Um, was Joey Rose's sandwich shop, which if you're a comedy person and you like podcasts, Joe DeRosa and Sal Volcano do a show called Taste Buds, and he talks about his sandwich shop a lot. Even before I started listening to that show, um, he had been shamelessly plugging it on Legion of Skanks for a while, just being like, come try my sandwiches. It's a pop. How it started was it was a pop-up at the stand. Like they were doing sandwiches at the stand, oh, yeah. and it popular. 
and then they started doing like you know a couple days a week. They got hoagies. They got hoagies, dude. They're making do- dude. They're making hoagies in here. That's awesome. All right. Um. Hell so yeah. hoagies. He's got the hard eight sandwiches. I took pictures of it. It's fucking fire. I ate three of them. Three different types of sandwiches: the dad, the big beefy, and the fat kid. All right, <laughs> fat kid is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with potato chips on it. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! Rapper, dude. Yeah, you want to talk about shit that blows your mind? They get a good roll. It's a good solid, like like a good roll, and they slice it in three layers. And they put peanut butter and jelly between two layers and put potato chips on it. It's fire, man. I don't know why they didn't have a glass of milk in there for me. <laughs> a mason jar of milk? Yeah. Can, can you give me a mason jar of milk so I can put this fucker down, please? <laughs> there you go, sir. Uh, Get that in you. There you go, sir. Cram that cocksucker in your cocksucker, okay? <laughs> It was so goddamn good. I mean, it was just a cool bar. Uh, the fucking cool thing is I hung out there a couple times in between the first week and the second week. Two of the bartenders are named Patrick. I feel like somebody should have done something about that before it became a problem. It's, yeah. It was funny. They were cool dudes. Um, and honestly, the cheapest beers that I got in the city were fucking there. $3 High Life's, you know, they didn't even have, they didn't even have High Life's at the stand. They had craft beers and they had Amstel lights, Heineken's, and uh, fucking uh, some bullshit. Some more bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, that's that was a cool little recap. You you did a lot of shit those three weeks. Yeah, I mean that's that's what my past three weeks has been like. I'd love to talk about the holidays, yeah, but I haven't even got set up for my fucking. Um, I, I'm gonna start decorating Christmas this week, but I'm also leaving to drive to Maine tonight. Yeah. So. You know, I'm sure I'm going to experience it, but, you know, on the next episode, we're talking about how the finish of the move went. I'm going to talk about all these shitty fucking holiday drivers that I've been already dealing with. Dude, you I'm, also, watch- I'm watching Lost, dude. I'm getting into it. This is crazy. You're 10 episodes in. I've seen most of the episodes. Um, So we're going to do the Lost update. <laughs> so. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Shout out to all the New York comedians and Philly comedians I met, dude. Shout out to Lee Syatt, fucking uh, Tim Butterly, Mike Rainey. Yeah. Shout out to Nashville. Shout out to Lil Mary Lee and everybody that's been helping me. This has been a cool journey. I appreciate all the help so far. This has been the colonial tour thus far. So <laughs> It's still going on. It's, still go- it's never going to stop. Once I leave the East Coast, I'm out of the fucking colonizer's belt. It'll yeah. obviously be in the colonial tour, but until yeah. somebody tells me I'm done, it's the colonial talk. Nice, dude. Hard noise. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate the support. Find us on Instagram at 555 Let Me Call You Back and on Facebook at the Let Me Call You Back Podcast. You can find comedian Declan Brooks on Instagram at Declan Loves Meatballs. See you next time.